section seventeen of sikh religion volume five by max arthur mcauliffe this librivox recording is in the public domain life of guru gobind singh chapter seventeen after the guru's victory over the hill chiefs his disciples rapidly increased and thousands of recruits were added to his army to enhance his style and dignity he ordered that his bodyguard should for the future be provided with arrows tipped with gold to the value of sixteen rupees each bai ram kaur came to visit the guru the guru's mother it is said had been expecting some holy man and was anxiously awaiting him the guru expressed the pleasure he felt to receive the representative of a family which ever since the days of baba nanak had been true and faithful to the guru and the sikh cause the guru baptized him and named him gurbaksh singh this man is principally remarkable for having it is said dictated to a scribe called sahib singh the work entitled sao saki some account of which has already been given one yoga singh came from peshwar to visit the guru and remained with him until the time for his marriage to a beautiful girl when he departed to his own country the guru unwilling to lose his companionship and wishing at the same time to make trial of his devotion sent a letter to be delivered him in the midst of the marriage ceremony it contained an order that whether yoga singh was standing or sitting sleeping or waking he should on receiving it at once return to the guru the messenger presented the letter when only two of the marriage circumambulations had been completed yoga singh at once stopped the marriage ceremony and forthwith proceeded to the guru on the way he plumed himself on his obedience and thus committed the sin of pride in further forgetfulness of the guru's teaching he on arriving at hashiapur thought he would visit a courtesan to drown in her company his regret for the interruption of his marriage whenever he presented himself to the woman a servant was found at her door to warn him away having waited until the early morning he at last bethought him that he was violating the commands of the guru and he consequently determined to proceed on his journey the guru smiled on seeing him when yoga singh told the sikhs the incidents of his journey they knew that he had been saved from sin by the miraculous interposition of the guru the guru about this time heard that a large imperial army was on its way to attack anandpur and assist the hill chiefs so he deemed it expedient to advance to meet them on open ground he accordingly went to nirmo a village over a mile distant from kiratpur raja ajmer chand and the raja of kangra said that now was their time to seize the guru he had no fort to protect him and no further means of withstanding them and it was not necessary to await the arrival of the imperial army both sides were prepared for battle the guru and his troops took up a post on an eminence and the hill chiefs also took up what seemed to them advantageous positions a fierce combat ensued in which the sikhs were ultimately victorious one afternoon as the guru sat in court the hill chiefs engaged a mohammedan gunner to kill him for adequate remuneration 
ajmer chand undertook in the event of the assassin's success to give him rupees five thousand and the proprietary rights of a village the other rajas too promised proportionate rewards the muhammadan assured them that all preparations for his design would be ready by the morrow next day as the guru sat in the same place he was warned by a sikh of the plot against his life and advised to take precautions the guru replied how long am i to remain in concealment whatsoever the creator hath decided shall take place during this conversation a cannon-ball from the enemy's camp took away the servant who was fanning him the guru took up his bow and arrow and shot the gunner while in the act of reloading with a second arrow the guru killed the muhammadan gunner's brother who also was serving the gun on seeing these two skilled artillerymen slain the hillmen took to flight the muhammadans were buried on the spot called siyah tibi or black hill and a votive temple was erected by the sikhs to commemorate the guru's escape the armour of wazir khan the viceroy of sarhind in due time proceeded against the guru the guru now found himself in a very dangerous position between the hill chiefs on the one hand and the imperial army on the other he resolved however to defend himself where he was and his sikhs resolved to stand faithfully and valiantly by him they discharged arrows with fatal effect on the imperial troops as they advanced so that corpse rolled over corpse wazir khan gave an order to his troops to make a sudden rush and seize the guru the guru was ably and successfully protected by his faithful son ajit singh and his other brave warriors they stayed the advance of the imperial troops and cut them down in rows as if they had lain down to sleep in their beds the carnage continued until night rendered it no longer possible for the adversaries to see one another after a council of war held during the night the crafty hill chiefs represented to wazir khan that the cause of enmity between the guru and themselves was that he had tried to forcibly convert them to his religion they also stated that the guru had offered to join them in making war on the emperor whom he proposed to kill and whose empire he promised to transfer to them continuing their falsehoods they further informed wazir khan that they had spurned all the guru's offers on account of their loyalty to the emperor next day the imperial army and the contingents of the hill chiefs made such a furious assault on the guru's forces that he felt obliged to give way for him to return to anandpur would have been injudicious under the circumstances and would only lead to its destruction so he decided on retiring to basali whose raja had frequently invited him to his capital then marched in the van ude singh alim singh daya singh and mahakam singh in command of two thousand men they were accompanied by the guru's son ajit singh sahib singh marched next with one thousand of the bravest of the sikhs the guru himself took command of the rear-guard the guru's departure was the signal for an attack by the imperial army and a general melee ensued in which dust obscured the sky cries of kill him seize him allow not the guru to escape resounded 
wazir khan bit his thumb and said he had never before witnessed such desperate fighting though the sikhs were escaping they were destroying his army he urged the hill chiefs to support him but they were unable to render effectual help until the guru's army reached the satluj there was stubborn fighting in which the brave sahib singh was slain the guru then told his men to make a firm stand while his son ajit singh crossed over with the baggage the guru with his troops then crossed over taking with them sahib singh's body the hill chiefs were overjoyed at being as they thought delivered from the guru they made presents of elephants to wazir khan and departed to their homes the guru having succeeded in crossing the river proceeded to basali and took up his residence with its hospitable raja wazir khan did not avail himself of his opportunity to pursue the guru but returned to his viceroyalty of sarhind after resting himself and his troops in basali the guru amused himself with the chase as of yore he occasionally crossed over to the left bank of the satluj and made desultory attacks on ajmer chand's army one day during the chase the guru was met by an envoy of the raja of ba Baur. the raja followed close behind and pressed the guru to pay a visit to his capital the guru to the regret of the raja of basali accepted the invitation the raja of ba Baur had such faith in him and was so favourably impressed with the general repute of the excellence of his religion that he washed his feet and performed for him all the duties of hospitality the raja pressed him to remain with him for some time a request with which the guru complied a company of sikhs who had sought to make offerings to the guru represented to him that the rangars and gujars of kalmat had violently seized what they had intended for him they cried for justice in the name of the guru but the rangars and gujars heeded not their adjurations the guru found it necessary to punish these turbulent tribes who had never allowed him peace his troops disarmed them and captured and destroyed their fort the sikhs having now enjoyed sufficient rest began to feel time drag slowly their trusted leaders daya singh and ude singh represented to the guru that it was a disgrace to have evacuated anandpur the guru was not long in determining to return and ordered the drum to be beaten for the march the hill chiefs appear to have been unprepared for his return and offered no resistance the inhabitants of the city were delighted on seeing the guru again among them buildings were repaired and decorated and offerings of every description were made to the great spiritual and temporal leader it was one magnificent scene of rejoicing raja ajmer chand the guru's most persistent enemy finding him again firmly established in anandpur thought it expedient to sue for peace daya singh recommended the guru to return a favourable answer to ajmer chand's prayer the guru accordingly wrote to say he was willing to come to terms with ajmer chand but would punish him if he were again guilty of treachery ajmer chand was glad to have a promise of peace for a time even with the threat held out to him and he sent his family priest with presents and congratulations to the guru 
the other hill chiefs on hearing of ajmer chand's reconciliation with the guru followed his example and sent him tangible indications of their goodwill and friendly intentions End of chapter seventeen